Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here on episode five of the I Am Possible podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about the number one way to grow your business, and it's via webinars. And guess what? Some of you may have done webinars already, and that's fantastic. But I'm coming in with the assumption that even if you've done them before, you haven't done them the way Jason talks about them. And even if you have, guess what? The more ways that you can look at something and the different angles in which you can view it, the better overall you'll be at selling in your products, your services, and put you in that expert position. So if you wanna sell more, if you wanna do more, impact more, listen up, take massive notes, and I guarantee you're gonna love this. I have a phenomenal guest, Jason, how are you doing? Jason Fladlin. I'm doing really well. Good, good. Well, I'm gonna do a quick intro so everyone knows if they don't know who you are, and then we'll get right to the juicy part of how to be successful with webinars. Jason's perfected the art of selling on a webinar, and if you just Google Jason Fladlin webinars, you'll find an Entrepreneur Magazine article about how he has sold over 100 million with webinars. And Jason, I can't believe it, you've sold also almost $10 million in seven days, period, with a record-breaking affiliate promotion. I'm gonna ask you a bit more about that later. Uh, and then people pay you like 20 and your company rapid crush. You're yep. the founder, co-founder and uh, chief strategy officer, right? Correct. Yep. Uh, they pay you up to $25,000 plus 10% to do webinars for them. And maybe you've even increased prices since I've read that. The model's a little different now, but it's, uh, okay. it's a lot of money, but worth every penny. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so basically Jason, uh, and, and if you're listening to this right now, he's come a long way since being a monk at $12 an hour house painter selling his first $4 product online in 2007 to now having all-star clients like Bob Proctor, Tony Robbins, Larry King, Zig Ziglar corporation and teaching high level influencers in Joe Paulus's genius network on how to use webinars effectively to boost their sales. So Jason, my longtime friend, <laughs> welcome. I know, right? That's a long hard to believe. Yeah, <laughs> this this very platform we're using, Zoom. Um, I did a training for them in February. They invited me on to teach other people at Zoom um, webinar clients how to be more effective at webinars, and then they went public, and now they're worth sixteen billion dollars. It's crazy. Oh my god! So can I call you the billion dollar man instead of the hundred million dollar man? I'm, I'm an influencer to the billion dollar brands, but uh, I'm I'm still working my way up there. Good. Well, I love your book and thank you for sending it to me. One to many, it's Secrets to Webinar Success. Um, if anyone's listening to this right now, you can go grab this on Amazon.com and anywhere else that they can grab this from or is that the main place to tell people? We want them all to go to Amazon, yep. Gotcha, gotcha. The Amazon man. All right. So tell us first, Jason, before we deep dive into juicy stuff uh, about, about how to make massive success of sales. I want someone who's listening right now to kind of get to know who you are as well. So some funky questions, but first of all, what made you smile today? Uh, my two dogs. I have two German Shepherds, and they were kind of just being sweet to each other this morning, and that was cute. Aw, that's cute. <laughs> what are their names? Bryce and Kingston. Bryce and Kingston. Love it. Love it. <laughs> now, here's another question. Describe the last five-star, as rated by you, meal you ate. Yeah, I ate at uh, Cut in Beverly Hills uh, with a really amazing group of people, like the former CEO of Junk.com, uh, a guy who had three bestsellers on the top 10 New York Times at the same time. Uh, just wow. and there was other really influential, amazing people there. So that it, the mill was world class, and the people were even more world class. <laughs> cool. <laughs> what do you love most about doing what you do? Uh, the money. <laughs> <laughs> Show me the money. 
okay. I, you know, it's a funny question because every time somebody asks that, it's like, uh, I forget like uh, that people, because usually everybody has other answers. I like the money. I mean, that's why I got into this. And, and of course, it's not just the money. It's what the money can do for you. But I like the fact that I can't ever foreseeably see me worrying about anything money related for the rest of my life. And that makes me feel real good. Cool. Cool. And who would you like to be stuck with an elevator in an elevator with? Uh, my wife. Aw, that's me. <laughs> All right, now let's get to business. Thanks for that. Um, let's talk first. I like to ask every guest this, and you're the first, by the way, you're the first inaugural guest on this new podcast, I'm Possible. So thank you for that. Um, and what's, let's talk systems and tools, like for a brief minute. What, what's your technology stack? Like what do you use in your personal life and in Rapid Crush like that you like love the most? Yeah, I, it's really funny because I've always been a low-tech person, uh, even though we've been innovative on a lot of the technology throughout the years on the internet. Uh, I personally, I, like, I prefer a pad and a pen over almost any other type of note-taking device that exists. <laughs> yeah, I, Keynote is my favorite thing online to use because that's where I write my presentations on. It's just, you know, Keynote or PowerPoint, either one. I'll take either one. Yeah. I'm good to go with that. Zoom is our uh, platform of choice these days on webinars, okay. primarily because of the integration and the training that we do for Zoom and the, the way that we're working with Zoom to help them out and grow their business and them helping us. And Zoom is a pretty excellent platform. I, they, they definitely have more room to grow on the webinar side. So we're excited to explore that with them further. And yeah. in terms of, you know, building web pages and stuff, uh, the team, I, we use ClickFunnels, and um, I don't know if you can see it in the back, but I was one of the first uh, eight-figure funnel club members. Nice. Uh, so we, we like ClickFunnels, but really ultimately is any page builder that you can put it out there is good, and it's good to go. And I'm all about simplicity. So, you know, as I've built a team, Slack seems to be the thing that I spend more time in than anything on business-wise uh, on a day-to-day -day business, and that's just checking and interacting with people. But for the most part, I, I have very little technology that I use in my business. Um, I mean, I got a Yeti microphone, it's a couple hundred bucks. Uh, I got a webcam, which we're not even using right now. We're just using the display monitor, but otherwise I have a super high resolution one yeah. uh, that I barely use and yeah. a laptop. I mean, what more could you need? Yep. <laughs> True. Um, Okay, so thanks for that. And now the whole thing I really want to talk to you about because you and I go way back, like I think 2008, 2009, and we yep. did a lot of webinars together. You helped my company make a lot of money. <laughs> and, and you helped my company make a lot of money. <laughs> I know, I was like your first affiliate ever. I think that's so cool. <laughs> you were, um, for many years, you were our number one affiliate. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that's significant. Cool, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's pretty exciting to reconnect with some of the folks at Rapid Crush over the last few days. Um, so let's let's talk about that since we, you know, we did a ton of challenges and webinars back in the day, 2009, 10, 11. Now, so now it's 2019. So the real question that probably some of the listeners may have on their minds is, do webinars really work or are they passe behind the times? Yeah, so webinars are no longer the new cool thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but that's okay. It doesn't mean that they're any less effective. Uh, you know, bad webinars are now less likely to be successful than they were in the past. The, the marketplace has become less tolerant of these really bad, crappy webinars that 
we had seen you and I had seen this cause we've been around the block a few times. We're yeah. like, how does that thing even make money? Uh, but when everybody's dying of thirst, even the dirtiest water is looked upon and welcomed right nowadays. Yeah. There's a lot more opportunity and choice that consumers can focus on and information access to information mm-hmm. is easier than ever with podcast, uh, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So now you really have to be disciplined uh, a little bit of discipline though. And you just ruled the roost. Uh, yeah. I have not found for most businesses with very rare exception, I have not found anything more effective for selling online than a webinar. And the only things that are more effective are tremendously harder to scale. So like a phone one-on-one, uh, yeah. build a sales force, uh, hire a train a sales force and then generate leads and have them call into a call center and manage that monstrosity. And that will be more effective than a webinar, but it's about a thousand times uh, more challenging to set up and has a lot more room for error and problems, right? Uh, One-to-one in person or one-to-many on a stage offline are also, those are are likely going to be more effective in terms of raw, pure persuasional power than a webinar will, Uh, but you got to get on planes and fly all over the world and live out of a suitcase. And so usually they end up making less money, uh, even if they're technically quote unquote more effective. And so webinars lie in this special zone on the internet where it's personable. So it's not like a pre-recorded video or a static web page, which the internet likes less and less these days because we're all built around social media and interconnectivity, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But it's also not granular in the sense of it's just one-to-one, one one at a time. We can have a million people on a webinar these days almost just as easily as you can have five people on a webinar. And so there's something about it. It has that still that event feeling. It has that importance to it that places it higher than a regular video, uh, but it has that effectiveness of having some teeth to it where it can churn people into buyers because like, you know, the most popular post on Instagram is an egg. Um, An egg? Yes, an egg. And that was done for the memes, for the lulls, as the kids say these days. But like the the Instagram egg was the most popular post of all time, but Uh. it didn't make anybody any money. (laughs) So, yeah. What's funny is uh, I still remember, and this is probably more than seven years ago, the one email that always sticks in my mind of what you wrote to your list was about the egg, about how to crack an egg or something, how you roll it. I still roll yeah. my eggs now when I, when I make a boiled egg. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so funny because like I literally talked about how to, as I can't even remember now, but it was something completely unrelated to what I was talking about, but it was interesting. And yeah. that's something that a lot of people can um, pay attention to is if you learn how to, if you learn how to, communicate in a way that's interesting. You can literally talk about anything and then segue it into anything else. And that's lacking these days. And so I love the webinar because the 11 webinar really allows you to pull that up to the greatest power possible. But yeah, I mean, you know, an egg, um, an egg on Instagram can get a lot of likes or a lot of followers, but it won't convert people into buyers. And a lot of the media you see online these days, uh, you know, like we had, I, you know, we've worked, uh, we've went head to head in affiliate competitions with people that have 10 million email lists, 10 million person yeah. email lists. And we've ran circles around them, right? Um, so quantity is, is a poor substitute for quality, but the webinar has a special ability to have both the quality yeah. and then to reach the quantity. So that's why it is really effective. Um, yeah. Still to this day, the most effective thing. I wish, I wish there was something easier, honestly. I don't want to yeah. have to work that hard, but uh, <laughs> You know, life is, life is easy when you live it the hard way, but life is hard when you live it the easy way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, so let's, let's continue on that vein of webinars. Like I want to bring something up that I watched actually the replay of one of your webinar trainings, which is really phenomenal about genius webinars. And you said in it specifically, I'm just going to read it because I, I didn't want to forget it. So I wrote these notes. You said, understand this, the goal of a webinar is to make a behavioral identity shift transformational change in the audience. It's not all about education. Can you expand on that and why that's the number one goal? Because I think so many people will learn from that. That's pure gold. Yeah, so if all it took was education, anybody with a library card could be a millionaire. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so I early on, I, I, I fostered and really honed it on this belief that true education doesn't occur, in my definition, unless behavior changes. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we educate not to inform, we educate to transform. And that's a key distinction because the reality is, is education is actually really easy. Uh, you can go to Wikipedia, do a bunch of research and then recite some facts. Um, but if you can give somebody the best information in the world and they're still scared out of their mind to act upon that, you haven't helped that person. Yeah. At all. You know, um, if you teach somebody 127 different ways to do something, now they have 127 new ways to feel confused and weird about the thing that they're trying to do. You've actually harmed them, arguably, in that instance, instead of helped them, right? Yeah. Uh, so the idea here is the right information at the right time with the right context and the right amount of it is going to be effective. And so I always look at this. This is the question I ask myself when I write a webinar at the end of this webinar, what can a person now do that they couldn't do before? And that really hits at the heart of transformation. Yeah. I want to take somebody um, who, was, who had a problem and was afraid of their problem, and by the end of the webinar, have their problem afraid of them. <laughs> <laughs> have their problem afraid of them. Wait, that's yeah, yeah. Wait, so wait, I'll, give, I'll okay. give you an example. This is yeah, one I thanks. use very often. And every, there's a lot of derivatives of this one. But somebody says to me, Jason, uh, how can I be successful and make $10,000 a month? And I said, how can you be a failure and still make $10,000 a month? That's what I'm more interested in knowing the answer to that. Uh, because that changes the relationship of how they feel about the information. Uh, if they feel like I have to be successful in order to make $10,000, that's a certain amount of pressure. And there's a certain ego associated and attached to that, right? And when I reframe yeah. that to how can you fail and still make 10,000? It opens up a whole new set of possibilities, a whole new perspective, a whole new set of feelings, which gets me leveraged. So when I do inform, it has the ability to be transformative. Uh, when somebody you know, somebody, I mean, it's, it's amazing when people have problems, the, all the bad yeah. limitations they place upon them, which are all artificial. So our, ba our, our job basically is to remove those and to get rid of those. And so oftentimes, you know, people will put these weird things like um, $10,000 equals to successful. Uh, so therefore, if I don't, yeah. you know, I, I will, I'm like, how can we fail our way to $10,000? Seems like a more interesting question to ask. I love it. <laughs> then 10,000, how do we be successful with it? But, you know, here's another one with this too, is somebody says, Jason, um, I'd like to solve this problem. And so what do I have to learn? I say, how can you solve, how can you stay exactly the same and still solve the problem? That's, that's a great question to think about, right? How yeah. could you not acquire any new skills, learn anything new or do anything different yet somehow magically get a better result? Uh, right. And that's a fascinating question to examine. And that really hits up the art of education for transformation because, you know, the example I'll give when I'm speaking is yeah. uh, if I want to be a, if I want to be a better poker player in terms of better meaning winning more money when I play poker, right? Mm -hmm. I have two options. Option number one is the option everybody thinks about immediately, which is uh, study the game more, learn probabilities, learn how to read people, et cetera, et cetera. That's very hard. And it takes a lifetime to master, right? Yeah. 
Or there's option number two, which I'm far more interested in, is finding the tables with the big, dumb, rich, eager to bet, don't care if they lose, and really bad poker players. Uh, yeah. Because I will make more money simply because I'm sitting at the right tables, not because I'm a better poker player. If I want to win races, I want to race against toddlers with really short legs. Yeah. <laughs> become a better sprinter, right? That's strategic right problem solving, that's strategic thinking. So education should be strategic towards outcome and transformation. And what's interesting is it's just as easy to give a solution that's strategic as it is just to give education. So the effort isn't necessarily harder, it's just that yeah. the impact is better. So you really have to think of, if yeah. I want to be different than the other 172 different things they've heard on this topic in the last seven weeks, I got to educate to change an identity. I got to educate to change behavior, not educate just to increase intellectual capacity. And yeah. that's the difference. That's the difference because you and I are very familiar with this um, line of thought, which is you don't want to teach people anything on a webinar if you want to sell to them. You can teach to them or you can sell to them, but you can't do both. That's a very common sentiment in this industry. Yeah. Uh, and that is so preposterously, erroneously, incorrect, wrong. It's bad. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's such a simplistic viewpoint of the world. The idea here is we can educate and sell, but how we educate is different. We can't just educate the same way we do when we write articles. We can't just educate the same way that we do when we create video content or do audio podcasts, like what I'm doing right now, right? Um, we can't educate in the same normal standard way that we do in every other way, but we should use the leverage and power of education, but aim it at a specific outcome. And now we can use education to sell, but it requires a little bit of a refinement from the traditional approach of, let me just give you a hundred different ways to do something. And then magically you're going to give me money in return for that. It doesn't work that right. way. Yeah. <laughs> no, good point. You know, and it's sort of like I, I've been dealing in the last probably eight months with a lot of influencers that have webinars in place, but they're coming to me saying, you know what? It stopped working. Right. That was kind of leading yep. to my next question. What do you suggest for them to do now? You know, is it finding maybe a different, you know, tiny hinge that's, that moves a big door, like maybe another strategic output for them? Because like, how do you explain it, right? They've all of a sudden been crushing it with their webinar the last three months, and then bam, the last month, no sales or crappy sales in comparison. What yeah, I mean, there's, there's three issues with that usually. Yeah. Issue number one is the, the, the limitation of one. So anytime somebody crushes something, quote unquote, it's usually they have one traffic source with uh -huh. one webinar with one offer, right? Yeah. Um, that is a recipe for failure sooner or later, um, probably sooner. And okay. so the reality is we solve that problem by not being over dependent because easy come, easy go. Um, and so, so that's the first thing is to look at, okay, how are we, we, you know, changing the traffic source that was for a webinar that was successful in one media that all of a sudden isn't just getting a different traffic source could probably rescue that thing and bring it back to its former glory without even changing a single thing on the webinar, right? When you uh, say traffic source, will that be like from Facebook ads to like YouTube or to LinkedIn? Or do you mean like maybe just a different audience on Facebook? It doesn't really matter, right? It'd be just any new audience. Here's the, here's the line of thought that you would say, well, clearly some people are buying it for some reason or have demonstrated that they've bought it in the past, right? Um, how can we find more people like them in areas that 
other people aren't going and finding those people, right? So right. I want to fish in a different pond. If I fish in a pond where everybody's fishing in that same pond, that bait that worked last week might not work this week. And, yeah. and it doesn't make me a worse fisherman. Yeah. It just means that the pond dynamics have changed. Now, if I go and drop that pole and that bait into a new pond that nobody's fishing in, and it has the same fish, all of a sudden I'll start catching fish like I used to again. So that's the first area yeah. that I would look at uh, and take a consideration of. While your sales roaring like a lion, guess what? I have a juicy treat for you. I'm just interrupting this podcast real quick to remind you that there is beneath this podcast in the text description, the entire transcription of this episode. So if you want to kind of take a look at this in the written word, because some people love to learn also by reading the written word, it's all below. And start following me on Instagram. Instagram, basically it's maria.gadalis, my handle. The link is below as well to find out more juicy treats in the near future where we'll have Jason on, on guess what? A challenge all about getting you more leads and more sales. Uh, the second one is sometimes it's okay to put the horse to bed. Um, if it had a great run, I mean, I've had webinars that made millions of dollars that I just one day said, okay, you had a good run. I'm going to put you in the hall of fame, retire you. And you, you're not allowed to come out anymore. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Because it's easier at that point to create a new offer and a new pitch than it is to somehow try to hold on to the relic of the past and hope that magically one day something yeah. will flip back over and that it will be good again. Uh, but the third, re the third reason too is, is the marketplace the same as it was four months ago when you wrote that webinar six months ago or nine months ago? And the answer is no, the marketplace is changing consistently and constantly. Yeah. Um, it would, be, it would be more shocking to me if the marketplace stayed the same in three months than if it changed. That would be a shock to me. Yeah. And so usually, ultimately, all we have to do is go back in and say, what do I know now that I didn't know before? What do I understand about my customers that I didn't know before? Um, who am I competing against now that maybe I wasn't competing against for? What internal and external factors are influencing something? And let's go back mm -hmm. to the drawing board and try it again. Um, the biggest advantage we have online that businesses for most of the whole existence of humanity yeah. have is we have agility and flexibility. So, you know, if I were to run a newspaper ad or a magazine ad, I would have to make sure everything was perfect because I would get one shot and then it had to yeah. be a long time before I'd cycle back and get a second shot, right? Mm -hmm. I could be running ads in the morning to a webinar registration page where the headline could be changed 15 times before I went to bed at night until I figured it out yeah. and got it right. And so we would prefer we prefer to make adjustments and be agile and fluid as opposed to hoping for this thing that doesn't actually exist, which is this unicorn of a webinar that magically can stay the same forever, even though the marketplace yeah. changes all the time. Right. Yeah. No, I love well, that's that. not a popular answer. A popular answer would be just get it right once and then you never have to do it again. Well, that's like saying, Hey, if I shower once really good, I'll never have to shower again. I'll be clean for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it worked that way. Yeah. And this is why clients get frustrated. How often they got to change up their webinar or the, or the messaging. Well, they don't have to change it. They can go broke. That's okay too. <laughs> Let, let's, let's talk about this book for a second because Zig Ziglar Corporation was your recent or your, your client, current client where you yep. changed up a lot of stuff. So maybe that relates to what we're talking about. Like, yeah. like so what did you do for, for them? Was that the case where they just, it was stale and they needed, you know, magic touch and strategy? Yeah. strategy? Um, it was a tough webinar and it's a really interesting case study because I let emotion get the best of me. Cause Zig Ziglar to me is one of the greatest influences I've ever had in my life. Um, yeah. 
And I learned a lot of selling from him and I adopted a lot of what he would do one-to-one -one into the stuff and webinars that we pioneered and is now commonplace in the whole industry and the whole internet uh, community. Uh, but here's the idea. It's, it's a really challenging sell to take somebody who hasn't been alive since 2012. Yeah. Um, the marketplace believes that new is better and therefore not new is worse. And so it was a challenge. Nobody wants to invest in the personality business and somebody who there's no way that they can create any new content. Uh, Zig stuff is timeless and it's probably the most valuable stuff ever. But trying yeah. to sell that to a public um, who's moved on and passed that, it was too hard of a sell. I was actually more proud of the webinar that we created for that company yeah. than most of the webinars I've ever done, even though the conversion rate was just okay. Because... Yeah. And creating an okay conversion rate with those dynamics in place to me was harder than writing the webinar that made $9.7 million in seven days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's crazy, but you have to remember that sometimes the best pitch with the best offer with the best price to the best audience still can only go so far. But what was great about that is, um, you know, you always work backwards. You always say, where's the market at right now and what do they need to hear in order to help them understand that not having this thing is going to be more costly than having this thing. And yeah. that's what we work for. So for that particular situation, they brought me in um, because they were looking at a way of really, I mean, their, their goal was to have people remember Zig and not have Zig, you know, fall to the wayside. Right. right. Um, their goal was to extend his legacy and his impact even further. And so, mm -hmm they brought me in to help them do that. And unfortunately, sometimes we let our emotions get the best of us, uh, which is a lesson in entrepreneurism all the time is it would be better for us to sell something else and then ship that product as a bonus for free than to try to sell that product because people want recent, new, gotcha. exciting, et cetera, et cetera. So we have to walk this fine line because my children want to eat candy all day long, right? <laughs> If I give them candy all day long, they're going to be diabetic and dead by 25, right? right. Um, I want them to eat vegetables all day long. Uh, if I try to make that work, they won't love me anymore and right. they'll probably die of starvation, right? So the balance <laughs> is figuring out when to give them the sweets and when, right. when to give them the vegetables and any and everything in between. And that's what you have to do for your customers and clients. You have to know about what you'll be willing to play in their mind share with and what you're going to get them to adopt your mind share of. And that's the eternal balance, the dance that we play with clients. And that's why I love it. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes this game so exciting to me because the better we get at that, the more we can help people and the more we can help people, the more profit we can make. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you know what? I'm going to segue because you just brought that up. I'm going to segue to my last question, but I'm going to come back to the affiliate launch you did. Um, like I strongly believe like, we've heard like undeniable proof just even from this and what we see on the marketplace webinars work right so yeah. i was super intrigued with your product web uh, genius webinars that one of your bonuses is called i'm just gonna read it out so i don't forget exactly word for what it is on your sales page webinar integrator don't yep. don't have an audience or product of your own in this bonus you can discover how to leverage someone else's existing audience products or other assets by enhancing what they already have using webinars I'll show you how to craft integration deals that can build your reputation, give you yeah. an audience, and potentially make a lot of money. So what do you mean by an integration? One of my favorite strategies of all time. Okay. Um, you know, okay. so one time this woman that I knew who I worked with, um, she would run these little launches on this forum called the Warrior Forum. And she was able to be able to generate 
whole bunches of buyers in short periods of times. And yeah. then on the back of that, we would come in and we would do webinars to sell and help close that audience because it was fundamentally believed back then that a $7 buyer wouldn't buy a $300 item, that they were only yeah. low ticket buyers. And instead of trying to educate people to the difference, we just did it and profited from that. And that's an example of an integration deal. So that woman, of course, was you. Yeah. And we integrated our packages into your offer on the front end. So it was hand in glove, right? It was, yeah. it was perfectly situated. You drove the audience and we took care of the conversion. Now, that's a more complex approach than even what I teach in the integration bonus, which is essentially this. Most people, here is where they land. Um, They they believe one of three things. Thing number one, that webinars don't work anymore. Um, Great, good, good for you. Because if you understand that webinars actually work and they're they're so incredible, that's more opportunity for you to use webinars at the expense of other people. They're leaving the ocean wide open. It's blue, it's not red anymore. That's great, Mm -hmm. right? Or or option number two is they tried webinars once back in 1977 and it didn't work then. So therefore webinars to their audience never works, will never work and is no longer worth doing, right? Uh, (laughs) Just like Facebook ads don't work yet. Facebook is a multi-billion dollar corporation, right? Somebody's making them work. Yeah. Uh, So that's the second issue. Or the third issue is they're so scared to even think about the idea of doing a webinar. It scares them so much that they would rather not do it and remain um, losing out on millions of dollars than to do it and maybe claim some of that unclaimed money. Um, yeah. So the integration is essentially where you come in and says, listen, I'm going to do all the work and we're going to split the profits 50-50. Is that something you're interested in? And they say, well, what does all the work mean? You say, I'm going to sell your product to your audience and I'm going to do it using a media or a vehicle that you're currently not using or underutilizing. And I'm willing to do this. You're going to look like a star when it's all said and done and your audience is going to be treated well. And how do I know that? Because we're going to sell them your very product. Uh, and we'll just split the profits, even though I'm going to do 99.9% of the work. How does that land with you? Uh, And what's great about that is somebody's going to say yes sooner or later. There's a lot of idiots out there, by the way, who will say no to that. Um, But yeah, it's like... (laughs) I love that. I mean, there's 7 billion people on this earth, Maria. So that means 3.5 billion of them are of below average intelligence, right? Um, There's going to be a lot of stupid people that you're going to put this deal in front of who won't realize... They'll yeah. step over a million dollars just to pick up a penny on the ground, right? You can't fix yeah. that, nor should you try. Uh, but you ask five or 10, somebody's going to say, okay, what do I got to lose? I'll try you yeah. out. What do you mean? And you say, I'm going to do a webinar. It's going to look like this. Oh, by the way, I've already written the webinar. Um, that's the best way of doing this. Show up with a webinar in hand. And when they say, when they say yes, you say, oh, surprise. I didn't go write it. I already wrote it. And now yeah. here's my initial knee, knee-jerk reaction that people give me. I don't want to write a webinar if somebody's not going to use it. Here's a little hint for you. Uh, If you fish in the same pond where you're going to contact five or 10 or 15 or 20 different influencers um, that all have similar products, 80% of your webinar is going to be exactly the same. Uh, You're just going to slightly customize it based on the individual personality and offer specifically to that individual. So your work's going to be your work no matter who you do the deal with. Just be a little strategic with it, right? But the idea here is, and this is what I used to say to clients all the time, I, I, I call it the Statue of Liberty close, right? Yep. I would say to I them. I have it written down, Jason, because I do write down closes. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. <laughs> give me your cold. Give yeah. me your, your sick. Give me your poor. Give me your huddled masses. masses. <laughs> and I will sell them. <laughs> give them to me. <laughs> because like, give me the audiences you wrote off. Because yeah. I, I, let me try to sell them. Because if we can email them, the cost is almost $0. Yeah. If we can just value first. 
Yeah, we're using a value first vehicle here. We're not using like a timeshare pitch where I'm going to beat you up and then you either buy um, just to get out of the room yeah. or you throw me out of the room, right? We're not doing that. It's value based, which is why I like the webinar so much. We lead with value. So it's yeah. going to make the brand look good no matter what. Mm -hmm. And then we make an offer selling them the very thing that they've seen before. Now, here's what a lot of people don't understand psychologically is that the more time you ask somebody to buy something, the more likely they are to buy it. So if somebody said no 25 times, that doesn't mean that they won't say yes to 26 times. In fact, give me somebody who said no 25 times but still shows up to the 26th webinar and I'd rather sell to that person than somebody who's never seen the offer. Right. I, in my mind, it says, I just need to know the right combinations of things to say to get them to buy because they keep coming back. <laughs> I mean, if they quit, then yeah, I can't sell them, but they keep showing up again. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's hundreds of them, thousands of them. So I'm always in a yes, maybe kind of mood. You're going to yeah. say yes to me today or you're going to say maybe to me today, but you never say no to me. And so yes. is it their time to say yes? Now, some of this is outside of our influence. So here's what I mean by this. Like, let's say I was teaching how to do evergreen webinars, right? Here's how to do automated evergreen webinars so you can set it and forget it. Um, and I've been trying to sell that to you now for 18 months. And every single time you're like, no, nah, not interested. And then one day you wake up because your best friend tells you, hey, listen, I'll pay you $50,000 if you can set up an evergreen webinar for me, right? Oh. And then five seconds after that, you check your phone and an email lands in your inbox from me, evergreen webinar training. Yeah. And you say the gods themselves have must have divined this to make this occur. <laughs> this is fate. I have to buy this. And this is you who've said no 25 times previous to me before seeing this offer the 26th yeah. time. So nothing changed except for your circumstances. We call that a trigger event, but that changes everything. So most people simply write off their audiences. They take it too personal. They say, well, they said no, so therefore they don't like me. They don't like my offer. They don't like anything I'm doing. They'll never buy from me. But guess what? It costs pennies, if that, to contact these people and try again. We bring them onto a webinar. And so we don't try to convince these influencers or these people who control these audiences that they're screwing up. Uh, we just come with a vehicle to help them unlock the profit potential. And, yeah. and, and then we should get rewarded for that. And then what's really great about that is it doesn't take too many of those in order for you to stack up your own brand um, because you do that for enough times and you're the one presenting the webinar. So yeah. you will get a lot of that spillover loyalty and value. And then you can choose to start using that as a launch pad for your own successes. But yeah, I mean, everybody does this. And this is the limitation that keeps people poor is mm -hmm. they say, gee, I would do a webinar if only I had an audience. Um, but how are you going to get an audience without a webinar? It's like, you can't sell out an arena and then go book the talent to perform at that arena, right? Yeah. Um, you have to actually have the act before you can invite people to the arena. So the webinar is the act. So it's like, yes, you're going to have a webinar. So today you might have a webinar yeah. and traffic problem. But here's what's great about this. Write the webinar and now you only have a traffic problem. It's a great analogy. Like, that, that, like the whole thing about have the act first before the arena is full. Because like, you're right. Everyone thinks, well, I can't do webinar because I don't have money even to go spend on Facebook ads to go build a thousand money. person list. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm money's not. easy to acquire. A done <laughs> webinar, that's a little harder to acquire. That's make, that's what makes it more valuable. And so yeah. the idea here is we're just really creative. If we write the webinar, how can we use the webinar? The webinar is a great asset. The, the webinar is an asset. And how can we leverage that asset? So can we do it for free? Well, yeah, we can. We can approach people with audiences. Uh, how can we get them to say yes? Well, if we're unproven and they've never heard of us and we're trying to get them to promote mm -hmm. our product, probably not going to say yes. Uh, yeah. But if we uh, show them their product and we make them look better than even they can make themselves look better and we're, yeah. and we're going to their audience, they are stupid if they say no. And again, we can't fix yeah. stupid, but there's <laughs> enough people out there that eventually somebody's not going to be stupid and they're going to say yes to that. And that's a springboard because small well, victories can lead to larger victories. But we, we, we can't do that without a webinar first. Yeah. And, and I love it too, because even if that influence is already doing webinars, it might just be that those people that haven't said yes yet just need to hear a different voice, right? Like, like if someone's a female influence, maybe they need to hear a male voice on the webinar or vice versa. Right? There's so many factors yeah. that can make sales happen. The most important one is this, asking for the order. That's the most important thing. Most people don't ask often enough for the order yeah. and they don't ask directly enough. And, and, and they don't, you know, new information, new decision is, a, is, is something that I'm a very big proponent of that I came up with uh, as a quote that I live by, new information, new decision. No just means no as in I don't know enough to say yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, yes, we can give them new options, but eventually somebody says, listen, if this person hasn't given up on me after 25 times, yeah. I, I'm going to say yes just because of the person, not even because of the offer or the webinar. Yeah. This is a demonstration that I'm not going to quit on you. Or are you going to quit on me? And people don't want to work with people that will quit on them, but they love working with people who refuse to allow them to continue to make bad decisions. And for most people that you can reach, not buying your product is probably a worse decision than buying your product. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, this has been like pure gold <laughs> and, and there's one uh, final question that I want to come back to is the $9.7 million launch in what was it? Yep. Seven days. I, I vaguely remember the ending of it. And if I recall, you had a real ballsy guarantee that you'll buy their business back if they actually implement every step in the program for $10,000. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. Something I mean, we call it the million dollar guarantee and it very okay. well might be the greatest guarantee ever constructed if I can so humbly so. say to myself, right? <laughs> I remembered it. So yeah, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it was insane. So the idea here becomes this is, and this is always fundamentally where the strategies, these strategies come up with. Because a lot of people think that this happens magically or that somehow or another I'm very creative. Um, but the question is always in, if the person hasn't said yes yet, why? Because mm. when we sell something, because it's great, there's so many things you could sell out there. Yeah. So you, you can just pick something that's amazing, even if it's not your product. This wasn't our product. We sold 9.7 million of somebody else's product, right? We got 50% of the profits. So we did pretty well on that, right? Uh, but we say, this product is the best of class. There's not a single thing that we can find better than this product right now that we can put in front of this audience. So that's easy. There's, there's always the best product out there in any category. You can find it very easily and then you can sell it because everybody will pay somebody out of profit to sell it for them. That's the most risk-free, most beautiful thing in all of business, right? And so we, we said, what, why isn't somebody saying yes? We think you're insane if you don't say yes to this because it's so good if you're the right person and we know you're the right person because we're targeting you, right? Yeah. Uh, so our question was this, it was, 
Is it because they're afraid, not that they'll not make money on the course, but that they'll lose money because they'll buy inventory because this was an Amazon offer, right? Yeah. So it was how to start your own Amazon mm -hmm. business. They'll lose inventory, money on inventory. They'll lose money because they hire people to design their private label. They'll lose money because, and we started like filling in the blanks. What, in what ways could they lose money independent of the course? So that's the scary yeah. part. Gotcha. Okay. What's brilliant is this. So there's two factors to this guarantee that made it work that a lot of people aren't aware of. Uh, factor number one is what makes it brilliant is this, is that we're reversing the risk here, not on the guarantee that they're making, which is we'll give you your money back. We are taking our own additional guarantee as an affiliate on top of that, which yeah. is saying if you do all these things and you don't make $10,000, we'll buy your business from you at $10,000. So, you know, 60 days from now, I guarantee one of three things will happen. Thing number one, you'll do really well and you'll, be very happy. Uh, thing number two is you'll do horrible. We'll buy your business and you'll be $10,000 richer. <laughs> right? Uh, or thing number three, you won't do any damn thing and you'll be exactly in the same position that you are today. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a powerful close. But here's the challenge with constructing these guarantees is they have to be believable. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's the trick is otherwise it can be gimmicky. If people don't think that they can qualify, then they think it's just manipulative. So you have to make it qualifiable. You have to also protect your own downside, but you have to make it qualifiable. Take a little bit of risk and there's a lot of reward. So we slightly increase the downside for us, which dramatically will increase the upside for us. So that's the kind of thinking that you put into it. And then we go out there and this is how we made it believable. We went down to our bank. And uh, we took a million dollars out, put it in a brand new account. And then we had our banker draft up a letter that says, mm -hmm. we verify that there's a million dollars in this account ending in these four digits. And Love that if it. you would like to know the exact balance as of today or any day, call mm -hmm. me. And I've been authorized to disclose this amount to anybody who calls. And, who and so when we sold the guarantee. Yeah. yeah. Like who doesn't? No, I haven't, I haven't heard of anyone in this industry ever doing something like that. It's amazing. Yeah, now there's two reasons we did that. And this is really important to understand because a lot of people think that this business is all like unicorns and rainbows and whistles and Goldilocks kind of beautiful thing. There's a lot of money at stake here. So there's a lot of bad actors and there's a lot of people that play dirty. There's a lot of people that fight and try to position you and reposition you and put people down because there's two ways you can be the best. You can rise to the occasion or you can lower everybody else, right? Yeah. Uh, and so to pretend otherwise is naive if you think people don't play that way, especially when there's millions and millions of dollars on stake. So we have thousands of affiliates competing over the same customers we're trying to serve. Uh, and one thing I knew about this guarantee was not only did I have to prove that this guarantee was legit and believable, you have to sell it. You have to make it exciting. You just can't think that people are gonna buy logically. There's gotta be emotion involved into it. But here's the other thing. I knew no other affiliate could copy it um, because if it works really well, people will want to copy it. And yeah. if it's easy to copy, people will copy it. And that's inevitable. And then guess what happens when somebody copies something? You're not bringing unique value to the audience above and beyond them. So therefore there's no compelling reason to go with you as opposed to somebody else, right? Uh, and customers are selfish and that's why I love them. They're gonna go where they get the best deal and where they that's feel right. like they're gonna be uh, taken care of the best. Yes. And so I knew the coup de gras kill shot, the repositioning, because a lot of business is about positioning yourself vis-a-vis -vis how the customer sees you, but also vis-a-vis -vis how you're compared to other options in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And there was nobody else who could put a million dollars 
in a bank account and make that claim. And if they could, it would be so obvious that they stole it from us and nobody yeah. wants to take a replication of the Mona Lisa. They want right. the real thing. <laughs> there's a lot of strategy involved in that. So, you know, this works on any campaign and any promotion at the strategic level. But I, what I like about the webinars is the webinars is like a microcosm of all the strategy. It's like a full market cycle, market campaign cycle yes. wrapped into one single vehicle, one single presentation. Because at the end of your webinar presentation, your audience should feel the following. They should say, wow, I've heard everybody before you talk on this subject, but nobody's made me feel this good about it as you have on my future related to this subject. And now you stand out twice in their mind. You stand out related to them specifically, like you've helped them individually, but you also stand out compared to everybody else. That relative positioning is everything. Mm -hmm. It's you versus who else they could go with. And if you consider how they're looking at everybody else and how you look in comparison to everybody else. Yeah. That's the real value in the customer's mind is not allowing you to be compared to everybody else. So nobody who's using a webinar and you're the only one using a webinar, you win every single damn time. Yeah. Uh, and then what to speak of, if everybody else is doing these buy or die type of webinars and you're yeah. ones that are doing value first, educate to transform type of webinars, you flat out win. If you're doing the webinars where you say, listen, the guarantee is not good enough. I'm going to create a new guarantee because yeah. what I care about is your outcome. You win because nobody else is doing that. When we take a pitch position and we say, listen, go look at everybody else's bonuses. Yeah. My goal is to give you the best deal. Whether it's with me or with somebody else, I don't care. I just want the best deal for you. So I think I got it, but go ahead and look and compare to other people. But when you're looking and comparing, make sure to notice if they do these things or not. And if they don't, you have to question why. And yeah. nobody else is willing to take that position because their position is this. I hope they don't find out about uh, Rapid Crush. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, our goal is to outvalue every other option that's available to them. And the yeah. more we do that, the more we should sell to people because our goal is to sell a dollar for a dime. Who gets the better deal there? Yeah, absolutely. So, so Jason, listen, like this is chock full of value. This is what you've shared right now on the I'm Possible radio show. Um, speaking of just giving a dollar of value for a dime, I think everyone should head over to see the replay of your webinar about Genius Webinars. You have a product out there that is, I think, afford affordable for anybody out there. Um, I did make a special domain that if people buy through that link that, yeah, full disclosure, it is my affiliate link, but also that I will give a bonus of a strategy call with me, which I now charge $2,000 oh, nice. for someone to have. So anyone who buys that link, it's uh, actually called, it's so, um, you know, just simple, jasonbonus.com. <laughs> It's a great domain. <laughs> yeah, if you just go to jasonbonus.com uh, and you can watch just if you if you, if you got if anyone got value out of this right now, which I know everyone did, then imagine when you spend another hour to you know 75 minutes with you on how you deconstructed kind of the whole framework of a successful webinar. It's so powerful. Like people can go make money with that right away, even just watching that, which and is And they have. Yeah, we've made a lot of people a lot of money just watching yeah. the sales pitch for yeah. the course, which is how a webinar should be done, right? The webinar should be done very simply to, regardless of whether you buy at the end or not, you're a better person than you were before you watched the webinar. But usually most people will then self-select. They'll say, huh, if I did it on my own, it will cost me a lot more than to invest and have part of it done for me or simplified or made more effective. Yeah. 
And that, that's, that's when selling is at its purest form, where you make it so valuable to somebody to buy from you that it costs them more to not buy from you. And if that's on you, it's not on me. You go there, you look for free, we leave with value first, and then you can make that determination. Yeah, love it. That's a wonderful way to end this podcast. Any other last words of wisdom or how can they find out more about you? Just go to your Rapid Crush website or Jason. Buy that product. I mean, you want to see me in action, see me in action. Everything else is just foreplay. (laughs) I love that. Okay. On that note, thank you so much, Jason, for joining us on the I Am Possible radio show. You're welcome. Holy schmoly, talk about so many golden gems dropped in this podcast episode. Guess what? I have a juicy treat for you. The entire transcript of this podcast, you can find below. That's right. What, wherever you're listening to this right now, right below, you can see the entire transcript. If not, head on over to my website, mariagadellis.com, where you'll find the podcast episodes and the transcript for episode five. One of the things I'd love for you to do, if you enjoyed this particular podcast, is go ahead and leave a review. We love reviews. I'd love to see and get your feedback and make sure that I'm adding value in your life. Finally, last thing, if you want more of myself and Jason, if you feel that webinars are your thing and you really want to give a go at it, whether you're doing them now or you want to start doing them, start following me on Instagram. The link is below and it's at basically Instagram, maria.gadalis. And stay tuned because in the near future, we're going to be having, guess what? A challenge where you get myself, yours truly, and Jason as people to help guide you into this craft of webinars, all right? And that way you can have a strong catalyst to your business growth. Talk to you soon.